This is the Yoga 360 Podcast, bringing you knowledge, inspiration, and resources to help you better connect with our community and live your best life. Featuring real stories from real people having fun conversations from the heart. If you enjoy the benefits of yoga, value your health and well-being, and enjoy connecting with others, you are in the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Yoga 360 Podcast. I'm Steve Cotton. I'm Karen Amy. Today, Karen and I are joined in studio by Dana Baird, a client and student at Yoga360. Hi. Hi, Hi Dana. Hi. <laughs> yeah, Dana's been with us for a while now. I feel like you joined before COVID, right? Yes. Or, yeah, yeah. And one of our students that practiced really consistently throughout all the pandemic fun and lockdown and quarantine and online and yeah. I try. <laughs> <laughs> and we appreciate it. <laughs> okay. So I'll start uh, the episode off today by reading uh, Dana's testimonial. I just wanted to say how grateful I am to have such an amazing studio and teachers so close to my home. I try to attend every day and see my cro- progress bit by bit, both physically and mentally. My body and mind feel calm. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember writing that? <laughs> I do. It was a while ago. Yeah, we'll probably get you to write an updated one, but has anything changed? <laughs> no, everything just gets better and better. Mm, that's what we like to hear. <laughs> um, I'll take a moment to say now that there's some uh, construction fun going on in the studio right now, so you might hear some banging in the background. Um, also, Dana brought us wine and cookies, so you might hear us drinking wine and eating cookies, <laughs> and also future guests, you've got like a high bar to meet. <laughs> yes, you do. This is going to be a thing now. You're going to hear wine glasses, you know, sliding across the table right now, and a little bit of cheers going on. So thanks, Dana. This was, this was a grand gesture of you. Much appreciated. Yeah. So your testimonial said that um, you live so close to the studio, you're just like literally up the street. Literally up the street. Yeah. yeah. So there's no excuse for you not attending on a snow day. No. No. And it's sad that I usually drive the two, the, like the two minutes I could just walk, but no. <laughs> But it's nice. Sometimes when I hear by myself, I see your car there, and I'm like, okay, students are getting here. I know Dana's here. It's good. Yeah, and you're uh, typically one of the first ones to uh, usually show up. So Yeah, I like to be close to the mirror so I don't have to wear my glasses. Yeah. And I like to be close to the door for, like, airflow and ventilation. And a little bit, a, a, a little cooler, uh, being that the heat is now back in the studio, so... Does it really make that much of a difference, though? I it feel like it's so more mental. It does. No. It's mental. It's mental. <laughs> totally mental. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> you know, discredit my uh, my uh, internal discipline there. So Yeah. Dana and I are just going to gang up on you tonight. <laughs> mm. So, Dana, how did you discover yoga? Oh, my gosh. Well, I used to live in Kelowna, and I think it was my early 20s, and my girlfriend just asked me if I wanted to try Bikram one time. And so we went. And of course, we were talking at the very beginning when everyone's just laying there and relaxing. We got in trouble. We left the class in the middle of class. The teacher had to come out and ask me if I was okay in the middle of class. It was terrible. But I made it through somehow. And then I just got hooked. And I ended up stopping for a number of years. So I didn't really come back till I started here again. Wow, a uh, troublemaker right from the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, like, that's not an uncommon story. We do, I'd say about maybe 10% of new students make things, do things like that. Like, they'll talk before class, maybe leave the room, and it's fine. We just encourage you not to, because you don't do that now, right? No, because I know the etiquette. 
now. There is <laughs> yoga etiquette. <laughs> well, and two, you know that you'll be okay if you just lie down on your mat. Oh, yeah. 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 And you don't want to disrupt the other students while they're, you know, doing yeah. their practice. It's, well, there is a question that we usually reserve this for teachers, but I think we're going to ask it of you a little later. I'll plant a seed in your brain. We're going to ask you what your pet peeves are. So. <laughs> oh, God. <gasps> that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that, that's a teacher question, but I... I think we'll make an exception tonight and uh, ask Dana that one. And like on that note, I know you've talked about doing training maybe. Where, where is your stance on that currently? I would really like to do the training. I'm nervous. I don't know what's holding me back. I should just do it. Um, I think I, pref- I would prefer to do in, like in-person training over online training. I really don't know what's holding me back. It's stupid, you know, how you get scared to do stuff. Just do it. What's the worst that happens? You fail at it. Yeah, and and I feel like we had this conversation months ago where I said, you don't need to end up being a teacher if you go to training. Yes. You could just be enriching your own practice. Like, do you think you'd want to teach eventually? or um, At the beginning, well, what I think now is I would want to do it for my own practice, but... I know my job is hard on my body, so I eventually might do half and half. I don't know, but... Yeah, um, for those of you who don't know, Dana is our uh, studio hair artiste. She's <laughs> cut my hair, she's cut Steven's hair, anyone else's, I don't know. But yeah, you need to hit her up if you need a good haircut, because she's great. <laughs> so you started practicing Kelowna and you came back to it here. What do you find keeps you coming back to your mat? Like what, what's most important to you about your practice? What do you get from it? Honestly, it's everything. Like when I come here, it's like a little vacation from life. It's the only time other than when I wake up first thing in the morning during Savasana, like where my body feels super relaxed. I like that you see the little progress day by day. I've learned how to calm my mind down. I have a lot of anxiety. I'm a hyper person. And it's made life hard. But so when I learn how to calm myself down, it's really good. Yeah. So is there any specific things that you take off your mat into your daily life that help you manage your anxiety? Breathing, for right. sure. <laughs> that uh, It's hard and I have to be conscious of it, but it is huge. Um, sometimes at work when I get stressed out and that I'll just go hide in the bathroom and do like a child's pose or something and I just hide in there for a couple minutes so and and like no one knows it's fine right yeah yeah yeah. that's it seems so simple to say that just breathing but sometimes you need a reminder to you know fill your lungs up fill your stomach up take that second and exhale really slowly yeah Yeah. and you guys always say whenever you need a break take child's pose (laughs) and I do it at work secret option C (laughs) yeah secret option C I think that's my line did I steal that from anyone it's definitely uh, your line i think that's a my, you say line. it it's a good one though i do say it. that or shavasana yes yeah. shavasana we, we like a shavasana it's, it's okay. good yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so on that note would you have any advice for someone that's starting yoga for the first time just do it just go <laughs> what's the worst that happens you lay in shavasana the whole time you lay on your mat like what's the worst that can happen is you I think we've there. established a theme for this uh, <laughs> this episode is going to be what's it. the worst uh, that can happen that's what i think with with everything is i don't know if you try something what's the worst that happen well and it's similar like if you're doing crow pose in the middle of class what's the worst that can yeah. happen you're going to fall six inches onto the ground yeah i mean speaking from personal experience Maybe don't do it on a bar floor. You can ask me for that story later. But but you're on a padded floor in your yoga room. Like, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. And people fall all the time, like you guys say. It's, I don't know. I, I didn't know at the beginning 
how there's the different levels. You know, you can start at this level and go to that level and that level through the poses. I would just do it because I didn't think, I didn't know you could have options. So I just did it. And then I've, I learned, oh, you can, you know, only go partway in a pose. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, why didn't I know that? Is that not really something they did at your studio that you practiced No, before? not oh, okay. at all. Not at all. But I think for me it was nice because I would just do it. I would just try it. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly, it's really good, the modifications, because so many people, like you guys say, have um, injuries and body issues where you just can't do something. And I'm learning that. I have like some back troubles right now. And I can't do some things. I go as far as I can, but I'm not going to push it and hurt myself more. What's the point of that? Yeah, it's not going to achieve anything. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what did you previously believe about yoga that you now know is false? I thought everybody was just magically good at everything. But now I know that because of people's different bodies and injuries that um, you can't always do everything, you know, even though you want to do it and you try, if you want to, you can't, that's fine. And you don't always have to do the hardest thing, like the hardcore vinyasa classes or Bikram, maybe just go to yin and that's what your body needs and that's your limit and that's totally good. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you specifically have any injuries that, uh, that prevented you from, from doing any of that? Um, I didn't when I was younger. <laughs> and just now general soreness probably from work? It, it, yeah, um, I have, I've recently been going to a chiropractor and I've learned that I have, um, what's that between your vertebrae, the squishy stuff is like gone Ooh. and a lot and my neck bends the wrong way. And um, my pelvis is super out, like I can feel it when I walk. So I'm having troubles with my hips. But other than that, I just try what I can do and what I can't do, I can't do. I have a nervous system disorder. It's called cervical dystonia. And it gives you tremors, kind of like Parkinson's. So sometimes I have a hard time with the balancing because if I get nervous or anxious, it can come out and... Then I start wobbling and shaking, and then I just doubt myself. So I'll come out of the pose rather than continue on and fall out and see what I could maybe do. Well, yeah, and working with your body how it is that day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I didn't actually know that about yeah. you, and I've never noticed that. So. A lot of doctors... No, that's surprising to, uh, to uh, both of us here. <laughs> we, it's our first, uh, first bit of hearing about this. You're okay talking about this? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Um, has, has that been something that's affected you all your life or did that come on, um, later on in, in, um, in, uh, in adulthood? I noticed when I was in high school because my head would shake like Parkinson's and I was not a cool kid in high school. So that didn't help the reputation. You're a cool anything. kid now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my head would shake and people would always say, kids would always say, what's wrong? Why are you shaking? And anyways, it has mostly gone away but when I get nervous in situations sometimes it comes back it's mostly in my head a bit in my hands which also is not helpful for my job doing hair so uh, I have to try to keep calm as much as I can which yoga super helps yeah if I ever go to you for like a straight uh, straight razor shave I need to make sure that you're you're super calm especially near the jugular right do some meditation (laughs) first yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, I know you've also mentioned before that you felt like you weren't flexible before. And yeah. has that changed through your practice? That's really surprising because coming from another student, you are very, very flexible. <laughs> well, people say, like, teachers and students, oh, you're so flexible. And really? I don't think I am. But And also mobile as well, too, because mm-hmm. that's a topic that we've talked about before, the difference between mobility and flexibility. And um, you're able to get into certain positions but then you're also mobile within that position mm-hmm. and, and you have a lot of strength within it and and moving out of that position as well too so isn't it strange how sometimes you don't know what your body's really doing even though you're looking in the mirror and all that but you don't really sometimes you don't know because well, it's just your body that you live with like sarah and i had this conversation the other day um talking about which of us is more flexible? And I said, well, of course you are. You can do the splits, which I've never done front splits all the way. I'm like an inch from the ground. <laughs> um, and she's quite comfortable most of the time. And then she's like, well, yeah, but you can hang out and drag in forever. Your hips are way more open than mine. So it's just we have this these preconceived notions about our bodies that other people have completely different visions of. Yeah, of. Yeah. yeah. Lots of times I'm just watching myself. I'm not so much watching the other people. So I don't know what I'm doing compared to other people. So... Yeah. Which is good. You don't need to pay too much attention <laughs> to other people in the room. Pay yeah. attention to your own body. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's true. And a lot of times you actually need to hear it from somebody else yeah. as yeah. well. Like, uh, like you would never know yourself what, uh, what you're actually doing and what you actually look like yeah. in, in those postures as well, too. So Yeah. Well, there's lots of things I want to do. I'm one of those people that's like, I want to do this pose. But it's not because I want to look a certain way. It's because I want to know what it feels like. And... You know, when you do something and then you finally do it, do it, you feel so good, right? Like I used to rock climb and it was in the crux, the hardest part, and you try and try and try and you couldn't get past it. But then when you finally can, you're like, yeah, this is awesome. It feels so good. See, but which do you think is more, is that more powerful or is it more powerful to be able to take the lessons off your mat in regards to calming your anxiety? Like, which is more... Equal. Critical? Are they equal for you? Equal. Yeah. yeah. For That's me, awesome. it's equal. Yeah. Yeah. Because I totally know the feeling you're talking about, <laughs> that rush of, like, serotonin. Oh, I did something I thought I would never do before. It's, yeah. Or even, you know, if you go into a pose you haven't felt safe to do for a while, it, it it's a big rush. Right? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. So. And sometimes it's exciting. You want to say to your neighbor, look at this. I'm finally doing it. Look at me. <laughs> guys, 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 look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you able to talk about any uh, uh, treatment you're receiving for that uh, condition? Any medications? or? There's, as far as I know, um, a client of mine in Kelowna had it. So pretty much what it does is it causes, it's a nerve. neurological nervous system disorder it causes your muscles to contract involuntarily so one of my clients had it in her foot and she used to do Ironman and she couldn't do Ironman anymore because her foot would just like cramp up and this is when I lived in Kelowna and she would drive to Vancouver three every three months to get injections of Botox to relax the muscles so when I saw the neurologist many years ago in my early 20s, he said, oh, we can do Botox intermuscular in your neck. Mm-hmm. And I was young. I'm like, no, as if I'm doing that, right? But it's kind of gone away. It just comes up at certain times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, it can come and go. Like, I mean, I haven't researched a whole lot into it because the neurologist, he said there's not a whole lot that can be done and um, just kind of go with it. So... Maybe there is now. I don't know. But I just kind of live with it. 
Yeah, I mean, I get being scared of the Botox thing. My dad actually uh, has had migraines since he was a kid, just like I get migraines now. Yeah. Um, he had Botox injected for his migraines. I've heard it helps yeah. a lot. It did. It yeah. did for a while. Everything helps him for a while and mm. then stops. Um, but that's scary. It's because it's botulism. Intermuscular, like yeah. you stick a giant needle in my neck. Yeah, and for him, it was like in his temples, which I, I get it. I don't think I would. I'd, I'd probably be too scared to do that. So I'm scared I, I feel for yeah. definitely huge needles. No. <laughs> what do you wish you had known about yoga when you had started out? The benefits. So which benefits specifically do you think? Oh, God. Like everything. <laughs> how much, like I said, how much it's calmed, taught me to calm things down. It's totally changed my life. Like work I'm I'm learning to draw boundaries in my life um, because I know mentally and physically what my how I feel when I'm calmer compared to when I'm busy and rushed and doing all this stuff. Like, everything is just so much better. And to be honest, I don't know why more people don't do it. Like, I want to yell to everybody and shake them and say, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, you don't understand what this does for your life. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. crazy. Are there any other um, physiological benefits that you felt? My muscles feel better. They don't cramp up as much. But then I'm noticing that my hips are really sore. And then I'm thinking, is it because I'm pushing it? Or is this just like something normal my body's going through from work? Um, I blame all the bad things on work. 24 years of standing and shuffling, not walking. That probably has a toll on on your body. Any sort of repetitive motion is oh, yeah. going to be rough. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, my muscles used to cramp up like crazy, and I couldn't even come close to touching my toes. And it just feels good to be able to move my body. Like the toe breakers, I know Kim's always, and I see people dying in the pose, and I love it. It's like my favorite. What do you love about it? It, it feels good to stretch your feet out. It does. It feels really good. Yeah, so toe breakers, for those of you listening along at home, um, I'll just say how I teach it. So come into all fours, tuck all five toes under, make sure your pinky toe is tucked under as well, and then sit on your heels. I'll attach a YouTube video as well. Yeah, oh, thanks, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> That's handy. Um, so the purpose is to, yeah, stretch out your feet, like you said, but it also is really strengthening for the feet, the ankles. Um, it's good for avoiding plantar fasciitis. So it's a really important posture. I've had plantar fasciitis, and I would tr- I would get out of bed and as soon as the weight was on my feet, I'd collapse to my knees. Like, yeah. it was terrible. Yes. Yeah. The worst. It's, it's weird because I've had it as well. Um, and it was, I got it maybe a week or two before my second half marathon. Oh, no. And said, well, I'm not going to not run it. And I noticed that when I was in my running gait, I could still do my running gait in my running shoe. I just couldn't, like you said, put my foot flat on the ground because oh, it yeah. just collapses. The yeah. worst. Yeah. And so I did it anyways, which is crazy like not the worst choice I've made in my life but not the best one either you're badass <laughs> right yeah <laughs> um and then you know the next day I had to buy my first pair of Birkenstocks and because I couldn't walk otherwise right yeah, yeah, yeah your foot literally just collapses it's so bad yeah, yeah it's awful so yeah. do toe breakers avoid yes. plantar fasciitis yes. this is our message to you yeah <laughs> so what are your favorite poses to uh, practice swan I love swan <laughs> It's so relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, so those of you who don't practice yin, swan and pigeon are somewhat synonymous. The shape is the same. Yeah. And I actually just want to say that we've 
uh, uh, we actually just took a yin class taught by Karen <laughs> within the last hour. So and we did Swan, and, and it was and, so and, nice. And we did an extended period in Swan, and it was heavenly. So oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys liked it. I. Yeah, I needed it too, which is mostly why it ended up in class. Um, so swan or pigeon is when you have, for instance, your right knee behind your right wrist. Your right foot is somewhere behind your left wrist. Eventually your shin comes parallel to the top of the mat. Your left leg is long and straight behind you, and then you come forward over your front calf. Um, so it's a really good stretch for the outer hip uh, and into your bum cheek. Yeah. I think that all my favorite poses are the poses where – at the beginning, I would try it, and it was very uncomfortable, and now I can relax in them. Like, yin poses, um, frog, I, would, I was dying in frog. I still do not like frog. <laughs> yeah, maybe not for I the do. <laughs> yeah. I, I know, because it's in almost every class that you do, but yeah. uh, thankfully tonight it was not. So. It was not, no. Um, yeah. But even in um, vinyasa classes... And um, Bikram classes, like the poses that I would really struggle in, um, even just like a simple warrior one, I'm more relaxed in it. Mm -hmm. So it's like you guys say you you need to find, what is it, like the comfortable struggle? I don't know. Be be comfortable with your discomfort. Yes. Yes. And we also say that the poses you don't like are the ones you need the most. So I feel like you found that with those poses, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, any postures you really don't love to practice? I don't know. I please, don't. please say chair pose. Please say chair pose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those of you who have taken my class, I there was two chairs in my class tonight. There was. Just did two chairs. Two, yes. two chairs. And I was feet apart on both of them. This is something new and different for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's That'll any that the I really don't like. <laughs> So, so none, none that really come to mind that you no, don't love? No, no. Yeah. Okay, what ones do you, uh, would you say you struggle with the most? Balancing. <laughs> oh, Thank you. The worst. Yes, I'm not alone. Balancing is so hard. Like, standing head to knee is, I struggle, and, but I, I try it. Like, I'll keep trying it. But then, like I said, I start doubting myself, and I just come out of the pose or, I shouldn't even tell you guys this or like pretend to fall out of the pose because I'm like, I can't do it. Oh, the cat's out of the bag. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's never occurred to me before and I might steal it now. Oh, the pretend <laughs> fall out of the pose. Yeah, I'm just going to pretend to fall out. Like I could stay in standing bow a little bit longer. Yes. But no, too bad. I fell. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> but then. Yeah, if Candace is listening, we don't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> yeah. Um, Candace, just pretend you didn't hear the last 20 seconds. Thank you. <laughs> But if I do the pose, like if I stand head to knee, well, I, I mean, I can't look at my knee, but even just, or standing bow for the full time and come out of it properly, that is like, it's so awesome. You just feel so good when you do something like that, you know, it feels good. And isn't it even better when like everyone in the class does it at the same time or yes. even just the people next to you all do it at the same time. Yeah. 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 It's so fun to see everybody practicing and encouraging each other. And it's exciting. Like when, you know, if, if someone couldn't do something and they finally get it, like in Vinyasa, you know, we kind of talk to each other and it's like, oh, look, I did this. I'm like, yay. Yeah. yeah it's not uncommon in our studio to have like random applause in the middle yeah. of class. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. For those challenging uh, arm balances. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Uh, yeah, uh, I was going to ask, um, are you a feet together or feet apart? For chair? For anything. Oh, I try the feet together because Candace is like, this is the traditional way. So I try to do it feet together. Um, I don't know why. I, I know it's like poses, you know, when they're like, oh, you could do this. I just try to do it the traditional way. It's not the proper way. I don't know. But it's the traditional way. And I always just try to do something to the most of my ability. Yeah. And, and what do you think that attitude has given you in your practice? I think I've come a lot further than I could have. If I can't do something, I kind of get angry at myself. And then I'm like, just do it. I hit my head. I'm like, just do it. <laughs> you, you can do it. Like, yeah. And if you can't today, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I usually, if, if I'm struggling, I get angry and I'm like, just do it. so we're gonna ask now how has uh covid affected your training or your practice my practice sorry candace you don't want me saying training i know (laughs) um at the beginning or like when we got locked out i didn't practice at all i was like yeah whatever and i just enjoyed my summer and then we came back to the studio and that was so exciting and then we were locked out again in the fall. And I had, like, this nice, perfect little space set up at home, and I loved it. It was so nice. Um, other than the weird random noises I'd hear, like neighbors and stuff. And then it was exciting to come back again. But I need to be – I like the studio better because I focus better than at home because I know my dog's outside the door and he's sad or something. It just – it's in the back of my head, right? Or, or sometimes he helps and yeah. then takes over all of your mat. Oh, yeah. I've seen. It's – Adorable. Oh, jeez. Um, or he's snoring in the back, super loud. But, um, I mean, even when we had to wear the mask, like doing a full Bikram class in the heat, wearing a mask, some people were like, oh, it's so hard wearing the mask. I didn't find it any worse. Like, it's. I was one of those people, <laughs> just, just by the way. I guess in my mind, I'm like, you know what? Bikram is stifling hot, and it's stifling hot in the mask with the heat. It didn't make a difference to me. So, you know, it's a challenge either way. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I prefer without the mask, obviously. <laughs> but, yeah. 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 Um, you talked about um, your, uh, your home space there. Um, would you say that uh, setting that up uh, helped uh, ritualize your practice a little bit? You want to elaborate on what you mean? Yeah. Maybe elaborate on what you mean by ritualize, because I think that's a term you love. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, just what I mean is that um, setting up your, uh, your home space there, did that really help you get into um, actually knowing that um, your body's ready for practice at that, at that particular time? I would like to say yes, but to be honest, no, because... Like I said, the distractions. Like I could hear. Yes, because at-home practices and at-home exercises are like notorious for for having so many distractions. Yeah, right? I I know. Were, my... were you able to actually zone out and be like, okay, no, no, I'm I'm practicing right now. I'm training right now. No, I'd be like comfortable, and then I'd hear Marvin outside the dog. Um, he'd be sad, 
or I'd hear like the TV downstairs or some heavy metal music downstairs and instantly. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> I like metal, but there's Let's a place just, uh, and a time. Let's uh, just clarify that right now. <laughs> yes. I, I, I really want to actually stress for like a metal yoga class that we could do. <laughs> Sarah's is like the closest to that. Yeah, so. why are we looking at me? When, like, we'll do a Chopin well, class only, if you're looking at me. Well, <laughs> well, you're the only teacher that's here right now. So. Oh, okay, fair. But I, I appreciate metal. I do, but if we're going to have any sort of genre of music class, it's probably going to be classical with me. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if I'm trying to focus at there. home and I'm trying to focus on a pose or or relax doing yin and then I hear it downstairs, instantly I'm like, oh, turn it off. God, you know I'm trying to relax? Come on. Or I'll hear the neighbor's kids next door running around. I'm like, come on. I can't focus as well. Yeah. Yeah. I like... I get into my little space in my head. When I was young, I would play soccer. I, my parents put me in soccer. And I would always get in trouble because I'd just be staring up at the clouds, daydreaming. And that's just the kind of person I am. I, I'm in my own little space. And I need that little space. So, well, I'm glad that you've found it here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. Um, what do you love to do off your mat that has nothing to do with yoga? There's nothing to do with yoga. I'm really actually a pretty lazy person. Um, my, you we know. all have our lazy <laughs> so let's, uh, let's just not... Uh... I'm trying to be more active. So, like, I got a paddleboard. I'm trying to go paddleboarding more. That's fun. Um, I'd like to yes, maybe... Yes, you actually spearheaded a paddleboarding party group chat for the studio. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say that. We've had at least two outings, was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, I was able to make one. I wasn't able to make the second one, so. Yeah. No, it was fun. But, like, even next year, maybe I'd like to get try some hiking. And I don't know. Honestly, I'm, I feel like work takes so much out of me. It's such a busy environment. It's loud. I deal with people all day. Different people take different energies. Some people suck yeah. all my energy out of me. And then I'm just absolutely drained when I go home. And I've recently changed my work schedule from Tuesday to Friday. So I like taking the Friday 6 o'clock class, and it just sets my mood for the weekend. And I wish I could change my work schedule to Tuesday oh. to Friday. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I wish I could have a consistent work schedule. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we might need uh, Candace on the episode to, uh, to counter that. <laughs> Um, no, uh, no, you mentioned um, paddleboarding and hiking and it, um, uh, like a, a, exactly what you're saying there for the escapism aspect of it. Uh, those two activities are, are, are really good, able to uh, uh, decompress from what you're experiencing yeah. in, your, in your day-to-day life. So When I was in my early 20s, I didn't exercise to be fit or anything. I just, I liked doing yoga so much. I loved it, and I used to rock climb, and I'd climb, like, every day, you know, at least five days a week, usually seven, because we'd go out outside, outdoor climbing, and then I would run, like, three to four times a week, and then, actually, at work, the girls were were starting to talk about what my body looked like, and they would say, oh, you look like Madonna, you're just bones and skin and muscles, and then I thought, oh, Man, I'm looking gross. And I was only doing it just for fun. I didn't even think about what my body looked like. 
so upsetting. I know. It's crazy, right? But well, and why are we making negative comments about another person's body ever? Oh, it's terrible. Especially if they're happy and healthy. People do it all the time. We just had an episode on body image. Yeah, we, so. just, yeah. we just talked about this, guys. Yeah. I understand this was a long time ago, but I would like to say for the No, record, even now. Yeah. Even now. I have clients. I'm a, I'm a tiny person. I'm a thin person. My mom was tiny. It's just the way it is. And clients will say to me, oh, my God. Why are you losing so much weight? Look how skinny you are. You look childlike. Like, I have come home crying from work. And this is only in the last couple of years, too. And it's so terrible. And I'm like, what if I said something about you? How would you feel? Well, and like as someone in a bigger body, people don't say that to me because it's rude. But it's just as rude to say it to you. Never. Yeah. We both have mm-hmm. valid, wonderful, beautiful bodies. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with either of us. So I have a girlfriend. And she's a larger girl. And people always say, oh, you have such a pretty face. And that's like I see what you're going so with that, yeah. bad. Like, what what makes people think they can say these things? I mean, yes, you want to be open and honest, but like the things that clients say to me, I guess they think because I'm a small, thin person that I'm totally fine and I'm not comfortable. I'm self conscious, but then it's like you know, people just say whatever. So I'm so sorry to hear that. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I think. A comment, a a tip I read online recently, if you're going to comment, this was for men complimenting women, but I think for anyone, if you're wanting to compliment someone, compliment something they're able to change. Compliment their hair, compliment their purse, compliment their nail polish, compliment, you know, something that they can make, a, a choice they've made that you like about them. Because we can't necessarily change our bodies, so it's no one's damn business to talk about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I try to compliment people, like, if if I know someone's having a terrible day or whatever, you know, I'll say, oh, I love your shirt, I love your earrings, and it sounds bad, but maybe I don't mean it, but you know what? It's so nice to see someone's face brighten up, and then they'll say, you know, oh, so-and-so gave me these earrings or whatever, like, it's just nice to make somebody feel good rather than... Not. <laughs> yeah. And I will say that uh, that you're actually really good at that. Is uh, knowing you for the last little while. Um, I've had some uh, some really rough days as well too, and I've showed up in the studio that you've been in class for, and you've uh, you've really helped in uh, cheering me. Up, so <laughs> so I uh, so I just want to say thank you as well. So. Well, good. I'm glad. <laughs> we'll feel a little melty now. I think. <laughs> That's the wine talking. <laughs> now we're all cheesy. It's dripping here. Probably. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Um, I said uh, we were going to ask this one, so I planted the seed a little earlier. What uh, would be your pet peeves in relation to oh, training? Oh, jeez. Practice. Oh, my God. I'm so bad at that. <laughs> That's the martial artist in me. Everything is training, but, you know, Candace is really on me about saying practice. So, And I guess, like, the musician in me, practice, the word practice comes That's naturally. Yes. There we go. Uh, I'm a musician as well, too. Just right? realized so, this. Yes. Yeah. Well, the band geek in me, then, I'll say. Band geek. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Guitar players are different than band geeks. Let's just we'll just say that. Very different. Very, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a little there's a little hostility and disdain in there. I have some guitar player stories. Uh, well, <laughs> Ask me about guitar players, guys. <laughs> well, I I have a feeling that's going to be an episode. So <laughs> all to itself. Um, pet peeves. This one. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> But please do not use super strong scented laundry detergents. <laughs> I can't stress this enough because I know they say, you guys teachers say, don't you smell any lotions or perfumes or this or that. But the laundry detergent on your towels in the heat 
when you sweat and it gets wet, it is so bad. And I am sensitive to smells, and I'm so self-conscious. Like, even at work, all the smells, it's a lot to take in. I'm so happy to wear a mask at work now, by the way. But uh, it's so smelly. I would, and, and like, smelly lotions and that. I'd rather smell B.O. than smelly deodorant. And, the, and it's really, I think, a lot of people don't realize the laundry detergent. It is strong. Yeah, like, even if you don't add those scent bead things. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. just the laundry detergent is so strong. I I don't know. The heat exacerbates it. Yeah. And we have, um, I'm not sure if we've talked about this before, we have a bunch of people in our community with either sensitivities like you mm-hmm. or even allergies to scents. So mm-hmm. we try really hard to make it a scent-free zone, and it's an uphill battle. Like, if you want to wash your clothes in, in the smelly stuff and you like it, that's totally great. But maybe for your things that you bring in here you could just get some unscented something unscented that would be so nice yeah Yeah. but outside you know just do what you want what you like but yeah yeah live your life but when you're inside a closed room with that's 40 degrees with a lot of humidity maybe try and be scent free (laughs) really that's the only thing that bothers me like other than that I don't know. I love. I love it. Everybody. It's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, that's actually something I never can, uh, considered. With um, that um, that the heat in the studio actually adds to it as well too. So I think that's something that I'll I'll, I'll take into consideration because I do I do have you know uh, a separate detergent that I use for my yoga gear and jujitsu gear because it does have a little bit of that perfume i haven't noticed it. anything from you as well well that's good to know so and i can't pinpoint but people, also but keep, but also just... keep it in mind just in case i'm not <laughs> affecting anybody else that i don't know so yeah and i mean sometimes um you know if you use dry shampoo or something that's scented we'll just suggest when you get to the studio just go take a quick shower you know a 20 second rinse before you pop into the room and that's really helpful for people that have sensitivities so i appreciate you bringing this up and i think some of our staff members will as well thank you <laughs> you know what's so funny is i try because i come to yoga i try to get everything that's unscented mm-hmm. And so now when I smell something, I'm just like, holy cow. Like, it's amazing what they put into products. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we kind of asked this question a little bit um, earlier um, in your, uh, your favorite poses, but do you have a favorite class <laughs> or a favorite style? Of yoga? It depends what I kind of get hooked on. I was hooked. Yeah, you kind of go through, like, phases. Yeah, I was hooked on, I've been hooked on vinyasa for a while, and I love that. Before that, I was hooked on Bikram, and I love that. And I haven't been doing a lot of yin, but now I'm trying to get, I'm kind of getting back into it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so much better. But it depends, like the vinyasa, you're doing just different stuff all the time, which is fun. And the Bikram is more um, regimented. And it's nice to do that as well because you see the progress. Like little inch, little inch, you see it on the regular. So it just depends. I'm sorry, Candice, but Pilates is not my thing. I know I need to do it. (laughs) I know I need to do it because I know in the poses I don't have the strength to do all the poses. But I don't know why. It's actually important for you to say that because every time I talk to her, she's like, everybody loves it. I'm like, not everybody. Well, and and I agree. I go through phases where I do. That's all I want to be is in a Pilates class. 
they're short-lived phases, yeah. but those do exist. Um, but it's true. So it doesn't always align with what you want from your practice and what you need on your mm-hmm. mat. And um, please, to any students listening, no matter what staff and students are saying to you, don't let us sway you from what you know your body needs. Like We can encourage you and suggest and say, hey, your Bikram practice would be stronger if you did more Pilates. Oh, I'm well aware of my yeah. practice would be so much better. But what? I'm a lazy. I don't know. I just don't no. want to do it. <laughs> no, and it doesn't matter if what you're finding on your mat in Bikram and Yen and Vinyasa is serving you, then there's no need to let us friend force you. We'll use that term. Not peer pressure. <laughs> friend force friend you. Force. Yes, we've into- that before. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to friend force you into taking pyropilates if your practice is already serving you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and uh, just to our listening audience here, we're not all about uh, just dumping on. Uh, on uh, pyro pilates because we will have <laughs> we will have people in here who who that uh, that is their uh, their favorite class and their preferred style so uh. we have a lot of those at the studio and that's okay i find that there's like the the yoga people and the pyro people and i mean sometimes they mix like the pyro will come to yoga and that and vice versa but then there's some people that are just like hardcore pyro or hardcore yoga or whatever and yeah, and I think that's it's unavoidable. Neat. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just what uh, what people prefer and, and, and what they're looking for at the time. So. Yeah, but it's nice. Like, I have gone to a couple of pyro classes, Pilates, and I meet different people, and they're people I would not see otherwise, yeah. which is I, nice. I will go back eventually as well, too. I might commit myself to doing another three months. Should we do one together? All, what, all, like all Should we us? all do it? I don't all know, guys. Yeah, it's been a while since I've done one. Well, it's we better make... if you have people because then yes. you can't bail because you're like, oh, if I bail, then, you know, you feel bad for the other person. It's true. Yeah, we, we say that to people that come in with their friends. It's a really good way to get it's started. It's a really good way yeah. to keep going. Yeah. That's why I started coming to Vinyasa so much because Wednesday nights are so fun and it's like a party and it's so fun to be able to be around a whole bunch of people. And it's weird because we're not talking so much, but you're still enjoying being around other people. Yeah, uh, I like that. I attend that class on the regular as yeah. well, too, and I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I can relate to that so much. It's so. a calm party. I don't know. It's I like it. Well, and supportive, and we see yeah. each other from week to week, so it's like, you know, I'll call out Sheila. Sheila's going to be in an episode soon just because we did a grasshopper class on Wednesday that Candace was teaching. And I think she was yes. the only person really hitting it. And all of us were... <coughs> oh, were you hitting it too? Yes. I'm sorry, Stephen. <laughs> I wasn't just choking there. So. Sorry. Sorry, Stephen did it too. Sorry. Yeah. So I only noticed that Sheila was doing it. But it was nice. And none of us were really, you know, yelling and stuff. But we all noticed. And we were clapping and cheering. And we knew. And it's just nice to be there for each other. Yeah, she's yeah. amazing yeah. in her practice. She's so strong and... She's amazing. Well, you are too. You know that, right? You weren't there or else I would have said that about you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's right. You missed that class. (laughs) Yes, because I worked 12 hours that day. Yay. Unnecessary. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's going to bring us to a close for tonight. Uh, We want to thank you, Dana, for coming in and having this conversation with us. Hope you had a great time. Yes, it was good. (laughs) Excellent. Thank you very much. And if you, people out there want to get a hold of us, Karen, how would they do that? You can give us a call at the studio, 604-576-0688. Send us an email at info at yoga360.ca or shoot us a message on social media or come to class. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. Thank you. 
We are incredibly grateful to have you join us to the end of this episode. If you want to share your experience and deepen your connection with our community, we would love to have you join us as a guest. Be kind to yourself, be kind to others. See you on the map.